0: I'm, I'm Fred. I'm Elena. And this is both History Honeys and Sex Archie.
1: Yeah!
0: Our annual C2E2 trip report. So that means this is the one uh, History Honeys per year where we tell you something that just happened very recently.
1: The most recent history you can get.
0: (laughs) And the one sex archie per year with uh, swear bleeps. So,
1: (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. We also are joined by Moki. She's asleep on my lap.
0: Good girl. Yeah. So this year's Chicago Comic and Entertainment Expo uh, held from April 6th through 8th at uh, the McCormick Place Convention Center. Mm Mm-hmm we're recording this on the 9th. We're looking back over the things we did and the people we said hi to and thought we'd share that with y'all.
1: Yeah. So, We've done this before and people seem to like it. Yeah. So yeah. we'll stick with it.
0: The The first change we saw from previous years was the uh, entrance procedure.
1: Yes, which I was very worried about, but it ended up being really nice. So, so in the past, Going on to the show floor, mm-hmm. you sometimes got your bags checked, sometimes didn't, mm-hmm. uh, sometimes had to show your badges, sometimes didn't, mm-hmm. and the panels, like, was just, did not matter. Right. And this year, they were implementing metal detectors with bag searches. Yes. Um, all being done before, whether you were coming from one side of the building or the other, you had to go through the same place before you could enter the fl- panel rooms or the show floor.
0: The, the main floor is on one side of uh, the south building. Yes. And previous years, the queue the line had been on that same portion, but they expanded m- enough that that was infeasible. Yes. So they turned the opposite side of that building, just massive, massive space Yes. into is- the queue line. And, yeah. and that allowed them to do things like the, the metal detectors and yes. bag check tables so you aren't just like... Ta-da, look at this. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> a, um, a bit more organized, a bit more professional. Although really uh, inefficient at the same time. Like, yeah. Everybody was beeping at the uh, metal detectors, and they did not care. No. Like, it, it all just seemed to be security theater more than anything.
1: Yes. Yeah, people were beeping. The bag checks were very like, meh. Like, let me, let me you, glance. You were
0: holding your own keys and phone in your hands as you walked through. Yeah, it's going to beep.
1: I have these things in my hand that are metal. Like, also, chainmail dude next to me just walks through and it's like, well, go ahead. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> um, one thing I noticed a lot of people were frustrated with was that they didn't realize that the Starbucks was on the outside of the security lines before oh, they went no. through it. And then people were in <laughs> the, like, right. the queue waiting to be able to uh, go on the show floor. And they were all realizing... Well, dang it, Um, the Starbucks is right over there, and I have to, like, go back out (laughs) to get a coffee. But at the same time, I expected it to, I really expected it to make lines and the process bad, and I was worried that it was going to be the security process just to get on the show floor, and that they weren't going to, like, if you left to go up to a panel room, you were going to have to go through it all again. But no, luckily it was, you go through once, and as long as you don't want to, go to Starbucks or go to some other place in the convention center that is not hosting C2E2 stuff, you're good Yeah, for that time period, which was at least nice. Yeah,
0: yeah. So, you know, we, we lined up. Uh, when the the clock hits time, they, they let all these corrals in the order they came in. It's very organized, very professional. Yes. Walk by the brass band that is now an annual tradition. Yes, Let's see what what do we have? We had uh, it
1: was the Imperial War. March yes. on
0: Friday, yeah. Hooked on a Feeling on Saturday, uh-huh. and Sunday was
1: an anime. No,
0: I think <laughs> it was a, it was a modern pop song, but I can't oh. remember which. It might have been Party in the USA or something oh, like that. No.
1: I don't remember. Something I don't remember like what that. Sunday was. I did not recognize it.
0: <laughs> enough. No. Sunday's was everything is awesome.
1: Yeah, it switched to that halfway through, though. They it's were playing it. something right before that that yeah, I didn't yeah, yeah. recognize, and then it switched to that, like, right as we got up by them.
0: So we, we come in and see the show floor, just as it always is, big, cushy red carpets. The people Not who,
1: cushy enough.
0: Especially by day three. Uh, the the people who pay the most to get right out in front, the, the big publisher booths, Marvel, blah, image, boom, DC's here for the first time in, like, six years, bang. <laughs> yeah. But we have our priorities. We head straight back to Artist Alley, and we split up.
1: Yes, because I need to get in that Katie Cook line (laughs) that even though it is only 10 minutes after they've opened, it's already (laughs) wrapping down the aisle. And you know what? About four people after me, the line got cut off Uh, for a panel that she had to be at in two hours.
0: Right, right. And I had a frighteningly similar experience on the opposite end.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Uh, Katie Cook was in X1. I was looking to get uh, some issues signed by writer Tom King in A17. Yeah. The exact opposite corner.
1: Well, I remember you came back because you were like, oh, that line. That and I was like, bad. just go wait. I will be here for at least an hour. <laughs> at least we will be killing time at the same time.
0: So yeah, yeah, we, we uh, multitasked, I guess. Mm-hmm. And I waited in line uh, for my Tom King signatures. Uh, he is currently writing Batman to, to great acclaim. He's also writing Mr. Miracle for DC. He previously wrote a, a run on uh, The Vision, which was amazing. Uh, Sheriff of Babylon was uh, an independently published book of his. He might be the hottest name in comics right now. Sure. And the, the line reflected that. <laughs> So I
1: reflected that at all points the whole weekend. It
0: sure did. It sure did. So I'm standing there. Uh, his line wrapped around the back, and uh, I was standing in the middle of the center aisle, dividing like one through eight, nine through 17, right? Mm-hmm. And because I'm blocking the aisle away, everyone is asking me who this line is for. So for about the first 45 minutes of our convention experience, the only words I'm saying are Tom and King. <laughs> So so I eventually get most of the way around when they're like, mm, he's got an actual like wrist banded signing event and those are guarantees. So here's what we're going to do. We we the booth minding people are going to give you these sticky notes with uh, our our initials and these will allow you to cut in line when he gets back between two and four. Yes. For for politeness sake, don't show up after like 345 because then you're going to have to do this whole thing over again and yeah. it's going to suck. Yeah. But I, I got my sticky note and I was like, oh, well, that was a lot of standing around for nothing, but it turned out pretty well in the end. <laughs>
1: yes. So You got to just go back later. Right.
0: And by this time, you had already finished, so tell me your we Katie... We
1: finished straight, like, right at the same time. Pretty
0: much. Yeah. So, what was your Katie Cook experience this year, dear? My
1: My line experience?
0: Your line, your drawing. She's, she's chattable. She's yeah, She does was... the small talks.
1: Yeah. Well, the line experience was me uh, fretting about what picture of Moki I wanted to show her <laughs> because I was getting a pet portrait for the first time. Yeah, yeah. Uh, and... I mean,
0: last year we got a portrait of our one-month-old goddaughter...
1: Well, our friends got that, but yes. Yes. Yes, but... But this
0: is a whole new world.
1: Yeah, and I was like, oh man, which one do I want to show her? Which one really (laughs) captures, like, everything about Moki that I want her to see? (laughs) This is what I did for, like, 45 minutes, was fret over this, which really, like, I could have just been like, here's my dog's Instagram. Just pick one.
0: Find one that moves you.
1: (laughs) It was good. It's always fun watching people, like, get really excited over Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. the mini paintings she's doing even if you can't see what it is like as i've talked about this every year but like she'll do a mini painting right there in front of you for ten dollars it can be whatever you want and it's just so fun to see people like tell her what they want yeah and then like See them get excited when they get it back, and they're just like, "This is exactly what I wanted." Just,
0: yeah, rapid fire, uh, slightly more than business card size. Yeah, uh, watercolors right while you, while you stand there. It's yeah. fantastic.
1: I did appreciate the um, her booth assistant who's always there had a big button, like <laughs> probably like three by five inches that said, "Not the artist." <laughs>
0: That's a big button. That's a big button. She's,
1: and I, I commented like, oh, I love your button. She's like, yeah, I used to have one that said not Katie, but people would just see Katie and think I'm her. <laughs> and I was like, I remember that button.
0: Yeah, yeah. Um, but yeah,
1: so I got a, a picture of Moki Dunn and it, as Katie Cook said, we adopted a mop.
0: We did, and, we did.
1: And uh, the, the portrait shows Moki's moppiness, and it's it's very cute and very great. Yeah. And I like it. Nice nice and simple.
0: From there, we started wandering the aisles, you know, up and down, very organized for a bit. Uh, saw the game church booth, as always. I got a Wait, pin from them. I got a
1: pin, too.
0: Uh, Jesus loves gamers. Oh, yeah. You know what? That's true. Anyone who believes in Jesus has to accept that Jesus loves gamers. That's yes. the point. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Uh, they, they were also giving out this book that is labeled as like a walkthrough for life but it's actually the gospel of john yeah but with like 8-bit style pictures in the margins and like it it's made to look like a, an old nintendo type artifact
1: yes this is true
0: <laughs> i almost took one until i realized oh this this is just the gospel of john i know this i don't i <laughs> this is not new to me don't
1: don't need this it's fine. Uh- <laughs> On our show walking, we did realize that there was no Geico bus. Right? And we were very upset about this. I'm
0: I'm kind of okay with this. <laughs>
1: <laughs> Sorry, no Geico swag for Gextra Life.
0: No. Uh, but that took us to the first bit of programming yeah. we saw this year. She's the Doctor, Regenerating a Time Lord, and a science fiction TV show. Yeah. Science fiction TV franchise, excuse me. Uh, so this was a, a collection of... Uh, fans, uh, people who organize regional Doctor Who meetups and other events and advocate for for fandom, talking about what we might see in the the upcoming series of Doctor Who. Yeah. Starring Jodie Whittaker as the 13th Doctor. Yes. Along with uh, a new executive producer and showrunner and all sorts of new faces uh, on both sides of the camera. Yes. So what'd you think?
1: It is, as we said, it's a fan panel. So Mm -hmm. it wasn't like they were like...
0: In the know. We, we weren't getting hot exclusives. We no. were getting... They,
1: they know as much as we know. Right. Um,
0: a little more. I don't really check the news sites as much anymore. <laughs> yeah.
1: Uh, some of it I enjoyed. Mm-hmm. And some of it I didn't. I didn't like hate it. It's just the opinions of the people. There were a couple of people who I really agreed with and I thought they had like really interesting insight mm-hmm. um, with the background they're coming from, like other organizations they work with and just like their opinions on things that I thought were good. And then there were some that I was kind of like, "Ah,
0: (laughs) so obviously a lot of talk was about um, this rising sea of representation in popular media and, and quote nerd focused popular media. Yes. So, you know, wrinkle in time and black Panther got name dropped. Yes. Uh, This announcement coming a few months ahead of the Weinstein accusations and me too, was mentioned. Mm-hmm. Like, it's clearly a moment, but they weren't bandwagoning at yes. the same time. Yes. Right. I mean, it, it was a very diverse panel. It was, yeah. uh, It was uh, three women and two men, mm-hmm. and uh, a, a wide variety of, of, of uh, ethnic diversity as well across the five of them. Yes. So hearing them all speak about their histories, advocating for and, and seeing representation on screen, like yes. uh, the one speaker, I forget her name, Rose and Her Sister in The Last Jedi. She had a very moving personal story about being overcome with emotion, uh, just seeing an action figure yes. of someone with a face kind of like hers that speaks with an American accent. Yes. And is is competent in her field, <laughs> Yes. Yeah. She, she did not know she needed that so badly, even as an adult. Yeah. That, that is a touching story to hear
1: yeah mm-hmm. it was very uh interesting how much like in a way how much little was about actually doctor Who but <laughs> yeah. it was very much like a social <laughs> what is going on in the world right now panel mm-hmm. in relation mm-hmm. to this
0: subject yeah.
1: and how the subject relates to it, which was kind of cool, and I feel like. The almost like missed a marketing opportunity for this panel because of that. Like it yeah, could have yeah. been opened up to a much wider audience who probably wouldn't have gone because they thought it was just going to be Doctor Who talk, but it was mm-hmm. a lot more.
0: It was. It was. I mean, it, it was about this whole trend and and interrelated trends mm-hmm. uh, in in media right now and in the production of media. It was it was wide ranging and and generally interesting.
1: Yes. The only parts where I got like, eh, were just like personal opinion of like mm-hmm. Doctor Who specific things.
0: <laughs> okay, uh, two, two of the audience questions. I think I yeah. know exactly what you're thinking of. <laughs> yes. Uh, the first was, well, I mean, new Doctor, new production team, sometimes new season. Any of these means we're, we're probably getting a new TARDIS interior. What if it's all pink in there? <laughs> yeah. And like. The uh, one
1: dude's like, "Yeah, pig Tardis, I'd love that," and I'm like, "And the no other I-
0: four people and just about everybody sitting there, are like, nah, no. Dude, no, no, no." <laughs> no. This is something we talked about earlier. Uh, I th- the, the the organizer who who had that response, yeah, was uh, very forward with that. As a young man in the 70s and 80s, he was the guy saying, "Oh, you cast a woman, the show's ruined now. You clearly don't know what you're doing." Yes. He talked a bit about his journey to realizing the, the error of, of that perspective yeah. and coming around. And it, it seemed a little bit like he was trying too hard. <laughs> like he really, really, really wanted to be the good guy. And sometimes you can just be the good guy. You don't have to sweat it so hard. Yeah. <laughs> so w- moments like that were, was where I got that sense from him.
1: Yes. Yeah.
0: I trust the designers to use whatever the colors they use well. But when you say a pink interior, I'm thinking... I'm thinking,
1: thinking pink and that's across everything. And that doesn't and communicate
0: no, anything fun.
1: <laughs> first off, no one wants that for anything.
0: <laughs>
1: it doesn't matter what it is. It can be a candy shop. No one wants everything to be that pink.
0: <laughs> and the other uh, question that was kind of divisive among the panel
1: mm-hmm.
0: was, well, now that the, the doctor is a woman, do you think she'll get pregnant? And like, Ugh. and I'm just thinking, who would the dad be? Like, there's a whole species thing.
1: Yeah, there's there's a <laughs> whole lot. First off, there's a whole lot of things that that would open it up to that, like, I don't think they want to deal with that on this TV show. Yeah. But also, I personally hate that the first thing that comes to mind for people when it's a, a female character, even if it's just a question of, like, do you think they're going to do that, is it's a girl, so she has to get pregnant. Mm-hmm. Like, no. <laughs> no, she does not. And we do not know where this character is going. We do not know what this character is going to be about. But why does that have to be the first thing attached? Right. That's not something that every female wants. Mm-hmm. Or I should say any per- a per- person who ca- has the... Capability. Uh, capability. Person has the capability that's not necessarily what they want. Mm-hmm. They don't have to do have that.
0: Right. And because then you're getting into weird biology, like I want... A story from my my fantastical adventure show i'm worried that that would be more like filling out the wikipedia page for oh, like time yeah. lord physiology i really don't care i don't yeah. care
1: and you know what we had that, that one episode with that doctor's daughter and that was the, not good
0: I, for other reasons for other reasons
1: but like we don't need to go there
0: <laughs> she's already a grandmother she she doesn't have to give birth yeah yeah, yeah. Uh, also
1: talk about what a really weird season that would be. <laughs> of just, yeah, dealing with that. and now there's just a baby that has to be on set all the time.
0: Run, I re- my feet. I am sorry.
1: I am in labor. No.
0: <laughs> uh, from there we went back to the floor, explored a bit. Uh, we're constantly like sending out tweets. here we are. If mm-hmm. you, th- this is where we're going to be two hours from now, like, if you want to hook up. And eventually we, we met a lot of lovely people. Yes. Some of you even hearing this, it was nice seeing you.
1: Hello. <laughs> Hello, people we've met before, new people, <laughs> yeah. people we shoved business cards in your hand of.
0: That's true. That's something we should mention, I guess. We uh, printed up a small run of business cards, you know, do it yourself from Staples, simple stuff. And uh, anytime we met somebody that uh, we knew, we're like, hey, Thanks for saying hi. Here's a cool card, and here's a couple extra to give to your friends. Yes. And anytime we we met a stranger and struck up a conversation, because that's something that happens at a show like this. Yes. Oh, or like, hey, I I dig your costume. It seems you might like Riverdale. We do a Riverdale podcast. And, handing <laughs> hey, over hey, cards. Hey, hey. So if that's how you found out about us, it worked. Yay! Yay. But it, it was lovely to have that sort of impetus in my pocket to, to meet new people to say hello to strangers and to yeah. get involved with the show community yeah so then we hit the show floor again saw some stuff saw the m&m truck
1: oh we visited that m&m truck so much <laughs> so you know m M&M was having us vote on three new flavors of <laughs> crunchy m&ms we had raspberry Mm-hmm. We had espresso mm-hmm. and we had mint. Mm-hmm. Every time you would go, they'd give you multiple bags of M&M's. You'd go on the truck, they'd give you some to try, you'd vote, you'd get off and you'd get more bags of M&M's. <laughs> we are swimming in M&M's. Yeah,
0: yeah, we don't have to go uh, shopping for sweets for quite some time.
1: It's, it's pretty exciting, actually.
0: <laughs> so that was good. We, we saw some fun costumes.
1: Yes, I saw, Oh, I saw a little, like, I'd say they were probably, like, Two and a half, three that was dressed up as Jughead yeah. with the se- the leather serpent jacket mm-hmm. and the hat. It was so cute. Such a cute little baby. Uh, one of my favorites was Mr. Rogers. Uh, a Mr. Um,
0: Rogers was- couples costume. Yes,
1: yes. We had uh, Mr. Rogers with Daniel Lyon and uh, the delivery guy. Yeah. Along with the the like trolley. Mm-hmm. It was just so good. Um, it was a wonderful costume. Couple's costume and one of those things that like he would always like double take on because you're like wait oh my <laughs> wait, gosh what? they're doing what? it yeah 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 there's a great uh, Yandu as Mary Poppins
0: because of the, the famous line yes I'm Mary Poppins y'all
1: yes uh, and it's in the like white. <laughs>
0: The, the, the dress she wears to jump into the chalk drawing and they dance with the penguins. That she wears
1: in the chalk drawing, not right, to jump right, in, but right. in it. Yeah, that was also great.
0: So good, so good. This is around the time of day when we started meeting people. We met uh, Rob... Hi, Rob, and Brett, Hello. who we meet every year at least once. It's
1: not C2E2 unless we, Brett finds us. We met
0: him at the very beginning of our show, nearly so, mm-hmm. on Friday. And he was the last person we saw on Sunday. Yeah. Also. So congratulations on on doing well in the Magic Tournament, Brett. Yeah. And I, I hope you enjoy the uh, board game you got with your store credit prize winnings. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> uh, that's when we started walking through Artist Alley, weaving yes. through doing that uh tradition
1: we're we're trying to be very smart this year this was the first this was one thing we should say is this is like one of the first years in a very long, very time, long time that we've been on our own yeah 2 usually we have someone staying with us yeah it's it's great to there. go with
0: josh and voidberger come up mm-hmm. uh or you know last year we had our friends with the baby and we had matt on sunday yeah but just the the
1: It was very different. We haven't, we haven't... uh,
0: You can be a lot more impulsive with with just the two of
1: us. Yeah, so... It's a
0: different flavor.
1: A lot of times I feel like Friday we, if we're alone, we like kind of rush to like get a lot of the stuff we want done.
0: So we can tour guide on on Saturday and Sunday. And just like hang out with
1: our friends. And this time (laughs) we were kind of just going wherever we wanted to go when we wanted to go. But we still stuck with our... Let's do our first pass through Artist Alley on Friday when there's the least amount of
0: people. Because those aisles get crowded, y'all. Yes. I saw some wonderful things, saw some things we eventually came back for. And when when we get to our shopping list, we'll talk more about that in particular.
1: Yes. I'm big on making notes as we go through Artist Alley. (laughs)
0: Yeah. Yes. Friday is for walking through and writing notes. Mm -hmm. Then you sleep on it and you come back to shop on Sunday. Yes.
1: We also got some, some you, autographs while we were out You
0: the, might get some extra twofers on Sunday.
1: <laughs> <laughs> Took care of some autographs on various uh, comics mm-hmm. on Friday as well.
0: And Saturday. And Saturday. Even did some purchases. And this is when we first ran into James from the One Shot Podcast and the One Shot Network. Yes. Love James. He's great. Yes. We didn't see much of him on Sunday because it was. He was uh, at a wedding. He was at a wedding. <laughs> Congratulations to Johnny, O'Mara, and uh, Jessica.
1: Ta-da! So the other... We didn't really take in as many panels as we have in past years. This year had
0: a great lineup in general, mm -hmm. but fewer stuff that was directly up our alley.
1: Yes, and some things overlapped, so we had to pick.
0: Right. The The things that we were like, yeah, happened to be at the same time. Whoopsie.
1: Yeah. (laughs) Uh, So another panel we took in uh, on Friday was the Guardians of the Galaxy panel.
0: With Dave Bautista and Sean Gunn. Dave Bautista, of course, previously famous for his wrestling career and plays uh, uh, Drax in the Guardians films. Mm-hmm. Sean Gunn, previously notable for Gilmore Girls. Yep. And That's played... how I
1: knew him, and I did not watch that show much at all.
0: <laughs> and uh, he plays uh, one of the Ravagers, who got a much yes. larger part in the second film. He's, but he's, he's the he's the physical double for Rocket. Yes, he's the guy in the green screen suit that then gets digitized out and replaced with the the digital puppet. And he even does the voice acting until he gets replaced with Bradley Cooper. Yes. <laughs> If you didn't know that, you wouldn't think that these two guys spend a lot of time on set together. No, they're spending a like lot all, of time on of set it. together.
1: <laughs> Shared a lot of stories of being on yeah, yeah. set and each other's performances. And, like, uh, a lot of stories about how, like, Sean Gunn just really performs the part mm-hmm. for the other actors. So they have something to work against. and
0: So much um, better than a tennis ball.
1: Yes. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> um That'll
0: come back later on Saturday. Yeah,
1: well, it was a, it was a it was a good panel. They they had some good stories. Well, I think what was fun is because they've both had interesting career backgrounds.
0: Very different, but they seem to be really similar guys. Yeah, and like their their attitude, their outlook. One is 300 pounds larger than the other. <laughs> yes. He's a mountain of muscle. Yeah. But yeah, they're, they're a surprisingly similar pair of men from very different uh, uh, backgrounds yeah. and trajectories.
1: It was interesting to hear Dave Batista talk about his, like how he got into acting, even like once he's kind of got into it, like the processes he's had to go through and the things he's tried and then been like, oh no, that's not what you want. Let me try this instead. Like, how can I make this work as, an actor
0: Mm -hmm. and how just kind of like this how self-conscious he is he yeah he hates his early roles (laughs) he's like oh man i was garbage (laughs) well he he enjoys the experience but it's like that that was bad acting i I and so he committed himself to becoming a good actor yeah
1: um and how like aware he is of that and Mm -hmm. i thought it was interesting how he also talked and his
0: like five minutes in blade runner amazing he did it he made it man yes
1: (laughs) <laughs> i was gonna say it was interesting hearing him talk about how like he tried to change like himself mm-hmm. to try to fit like well, what do you guys want do you do i need to like how do i make myself smaller can i lose weight and lose my muscle because that'll be more appealing that way right. and then they're like well no we actually want you to like bulk back up we want you to be bulky like you were but yeah. like bigger and he's like oh okay i can do that i know how to do that,
0: <laughs> <laughs> that, that was, so he's always
1: asked me to be muscular i can do that <laughs> that
0: was the best thing he heard when uh he, he got the guardians part
1: yes you want me to have muscles? Okay.
0: I'm very good at muscles.
1: (laughs) Um, But I thought it was very interesting, like, how dedicated he was to, like, making this work. That he was, like, ready to change kind of who he was because he's been this giant muscle Mm -hmm. man for decades. Yeah. And that, well, if I'm going to make this work, I'm going to have to, like, change.
0: Mm -hmm.
1: But then, no, be who you are. Just (laughs) do your thing. Yeah,
0: yeah. Yeah. That's something I think about Channing Tatum a lot. Yeah. Like, I've never heard him say this, but the difference between Channing Tatum's roles before and after Magic Mike, night and day. Yeah. Uh, Or I guess 21 Jump Street came out first. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah.
1: (laughs) It was fun. Uh, I liked how many um, audience questions were about Gilmore (laughs) Girls.
0: I was really surprised (laughs) that the audience questions were like... The the ones that weren't about Guardian stuff, yeah, seem to be fifty fifty wrestling and Gilmore Girls.
1: <laughs> it was I feel like fifty percent was about Guardians mm-hmm. or no, I'd say a third was Guardians, a third was wrestling, a third was Gilmore Girls. Yeah, <laughs> it, which was fun.
0: Mm-hmm, um, mm-hmm.
1: I like when a panel's supposed to be like a certain theme. And that's not where it goes.
0: Right, because... Uh, I was kind
1: of like the one we went to last year for Zachary Levi. Yeah. How uh, so much of it...
0: Was about Chuck.
1: <laughs> about Chuck, was focused on older stuff he did, not stuff he was currently doing. Or
0: his recent Broadway turn.
1: <laughs> yeah. Um, and it was fun. And it mm-hmm. A lot of times, you know, audience questions can be a little like, ugh, because they start to ask the same things and sometimes they're not the best questions. But sometimes it's great. Yeah, When it does, like, go to those things that a regular interview wouldn't talk about.
0: One of the wrestling questions shocked, I know, both you and Sean Dunn. (laughs) Uh, Something I was not aware of, because I don't follow wrestling too much, is that uh, Chris Benoit is slowly coming out of the memory hole. Uh, A while ago, Chris Benoit, uh, who was a professional wrestler... Woke up one day, murdered his family, and then killed himself. hmm And following this, uh, the, the WWE just sort of scrubbed him from their history, uh, just wiped their hands of the whole thing, and it became a, a flashpoint for how we talk about uh, the, the mental health, the uh, substance abuse, and and other issues uh, behind the stage in WWE. hmm And that's starting to be undone. People are talking about Chris Benoit openly again, little by little. Yeah. And so there was a question about this, and you had never heard the story. Nope. Sean Gunn had never heard the story. (laughs) He was going to go
1: home and Google.
0: It was a very awkward moment.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Yep. It was a very awkward moment for everyone who didn't know what was going on, and then everyone that knew what it was about.
0: There was like...
1: And just having mm -hmm. to answer a question about... Yeah. Such I, a heavy subject matter. I
0: think the moment that hit people that didn't recognize the name was when uh, Dave Batista said, Chris Benoit was the noblest, kindest man I knew until he killed his family. <laughs> and, and that
1: that's not for like and he said something about how
0: that yeah it, it's you, not
1: forgivable
0: you can't it's not forgivable or forgettable and and uh that's the best way i have to say that
1: and you could just feel every like this tension in yeah. the room like yeah. of, like oh my god what are we talking about right now so and then, luckily we moved on from that kind of fast then we talked
0: about some goofy <laughs> alien times and, uh, <laughs> and and picking soundtrack
1: uh, i don't no one was uh expecting that no and at some point in there there was a question though about like will you go on a date with my mom? <laughs> and he's like, "Well, I'm mar- you know, I'm married." Well, she is too, but it's like just dinner.
0: <laughs> I that was was for Sean, I think. I can, honestly can't remember. I
1: thought it was for Batista. <laughs> Because I think there was one about, like, can we sing happy birthday that was for Sean or something. Oh, yeah. I don't remember.
0: Apparently, you're not allowed to sing a happy birthday. The the moderator shot that down. Because
1: then we have to sing happy birthday to everyone's grandma. <laughs> well,
0: no, we just sing it with a one time and we say it's for to everybody's everybody. grandma. everybody. It's an easy fix.
1: I feel like they were a little bit more... I mean, that was really the only panel where people asked those types of things that were, mm-hmm,
0: mm-hmm.
1: like, can you do this thing for me? um but they were pretty quick to shut it down this year compared to past years where it's like things had happened like well
0: they didn't have sylvester mccoy this year he (laughs) he cannot be contained cannot be contained
1: compared to the cm punk guy a couple of years ago that was like can i give you the shirt off my back no literally the shirt off my back i'm wearing another one
0: i'm that was a moment and a half (laughs) that that was a good panel that was uh i I don't want to foreshadow too much but i think that might be the best thing we saw on the main stage this year It's a contender.
1: Yeah, yeah, I think (laughs) it was the most engaging.
0: Mm -hmm.
1: Like, I didn't think it would be, Mm -hmm. but of what we then saw,
0: yes. Another person we met was uh, Sid Nyman. Uh, she's a, a cartoonist. She's help- she, she was uh, a booth helper for another artist friend of hers who who draws uh, the How Baby webcomic, among other works. Mm-hmm. But she was also selling her own zines for uh, a web thing she's developing. Yeah. And we're going to talk about that more during our next shopping break. Yeah. <laughs> so hello, sit.
1: That night, we closed out the night by going to...
0: An evening with Travis and friends. Yeah. That was the last panel we took in that day. This was Travis McElroy of My Brother, My Brother, and Me, mm-hmm. and The Adventure Zone, and Run, a Doctor Who fan cast, and he's never not podcasting, this guy. He's- yeah. I could name a dozen more, and they would all be accurate. Uh, his wife Teresa, who shares one of his shows, Schmanner's. Mm-hmm. Uh, Symphony Sanders, who is a voice actor and contributor to Welcome to Night Vale, mm-hmm. and Anne Wheaton, the author of Piggy and Pug. Uh, and when she's not doing Piggy and Pug plugs, she's also a director at the Pasadena Humane Society and SPCA. So mm-hmm. she knows her piggies and pugs. Yeah. Also, yes, this this Anne Wheaton is the wife of Will Wheaton. Yeah. But. We're here for her work. Yeah. He was here last year. This is her turn. (laughs) (laughs) I I didn't really know what this panel was going to be. It was just like, oh, these these are entertaining people. This will probably be a good time. Mm -hmm. And I was right. But what the programming actually was, was they were answering various hypothetical questions posed uh, in advance uh, from people on social media. Yes. I, I think the, the icebreaker he provided was a two-part question. Yes. What superpower would you want to have, but then what do you think you'd actually get based on your, your personality and your self-knowledge? Yes. But then things like, what's the biggest animal that you could beat up in a fight, and what's the smallest animal that could beat you up in a fight? That was maybe my favorite question. That one was good. That was really that good. That one
1: was really good.
0: But uh, they, they sort of like round-robin, tagged in and tagged out. The three of them, and then those three guests all left, and then Arnini Camp, Adil Rafi, and Matt Young of Hello from the Magic Tavern came in for the second half. yes, so it was it was a full house. Travis and six friends. That was a really fun panel. I'm it glad was, we went
1: It was, I'd say one of the the best panels we went to. It mm-hmm. was really fun. Yes, it was engaging. It's just lots of good laughs mm-hmm. um. All around.
0: <laughs> and I have a new word to describe myself. Yeah. narcissism.
1: Narcissism. Yeah. yeah, yeah. <laughs> You're a narcissist. I think so. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. darling. Yeah. what is the largest animal you could take and the smallest animal that could take you?
0: All right. A peregrine falcon could tear my eyes out. Yeah. And then I'm done. Like, yeah. when you lose your eyes, that's it. Yeah. But they're like, what, four pounds? <laughs>
1: A little bit more than that. They can be pretty big.
0: Okay, but still, some bird of prey is definitely the smallest animal that could beat me up. Yeah. The biggest animal I could beat up is a dairy cow, as long as I stay to the side. Yeah. I just hit the ribs. I stick away. I, I keep away from the head. I keep away from from the, the rear hooves. Yeah. I'm good to go. That's like a ton, and they I'm could gonna just win. Sit
1: on you and crush you.
0: I'm faster. I'm nimble.
1: Cows can run.
0: All right, we're going to put this to a test. <laughs> Dairy farmers of Illinois, are you willing to sponsor this bout? All no. right, darling, go you, you go.
1: Okay. Uh, the smallest that could get me. Yeah. Brain eating Amiibo. Yeah. Yeah. Amoeba. Amiibo,
0: amoeba. Yeah. <laughs> Amiibos are the the, the fantastic <laughs> yes. little toys from Nintendo. Uh,
1: a brain eating amoeba. Yeah. Yeah. That that one just I'm gone. <laughs> uh, the biggest I could take. Mm-hmm. Manatee.
0: aha, uh-huh, The cow of the sea. Yes. We are alike. Yes. All right. All I right. wouldn't
1: want to. I just <laughs> want to be its best friend. Yeah. But I'm pretty sure I could take a manatee. So here's
0: how you do it. You become best friends and then you betray the manatee. No. It's an emotional victory. Oh. Yeah.
1: Well, then I might as well just become friends with like a blue whale.
0: Mm-hmm. That was Adlerify's answer. He could totally beat up a beached blue whale. Yes,
1: beach being the key uh, there. (laughs) Just punch punch it until it, you know, dies from being beached.
0: I feel like this panel could do more to sell Hello from the Magic Tavern than any amount of explaining the the podcast Hello from the Magic Tavern. Yeah. (laughs) Because you don't have to deal with the weight of three years of improv. Yeah. (laughs) They've gone some places, folks. Uh, but that that was a good night. That was a good uh, closing. And we, we came home. We gave our dog big hugs and smooches and, and showed her her picture. Yeah. So since we're finished with one of our days, it's time to do one of our shopping breaks. Okay. Do you want to talk about books or art? Do we want to tackle the big one first? Let's let's get the big one out of the way. And talk okay. books.
1: Hand me some books.
0: These are in the order they came out of our bag, not necessarily any other significant order.
1: But I can start with the first thing I bought, cause I see this it right here. This is true,
0: yeah, by coincidence.
1: Uh, so the first thing I bought, which was actually very early on in
0: oh, yeah, very Friday day, uh,
1: was a graphic novel called The Lost Path by Amelie Frechet. Flechet?
0: It's a French name. We're not yeah. the best with those. Um, I apologize. Yeah,
1: but it's from... Cub House.
0: Which is an imprint of uh, Lion Forge yes. Comics.
1: Um, and Lion it Forge is Publishing. Beautiful. Yeah. Um, I was flipping through a few books, and then I got to this one, and I was just like, ah, this is coming home. Yeah. Um, it has a great mix of beautiful, like, colored images that are, I'd say, watercolors, probably?
0: If not, they're watercolor-inspired.
1: Yes. And then a lot of line work mm-hmm. in just plain black and white, and it is... Beautiful book. I haven't read it yet. I don't know actually what it's about,
0: but (laughs) it's gorgeous. It looks like a take on on fairy stories, going into the woods and and talking creatures and and danger.
1: There are some great um, creature designs in here, from what I can see.
0: It reminds me a lot of uh, Song of the Sea, Book of Kells. Yes,
1: it's very much their style. That
0: studio whose name escapes me at the moment. Um, Cartoon Saloon. That's that studio.
1: Yes. Uh, and it does, I mean, I'm not an artist, so I don't know the right term, but they're like, (laughs) they use a lot of the like, I want to say like shadow work. I don't know what the right term would be, but where there's a lot of like black, Mm -hmm. um, that fills in the blank space instead of having like, you know, a white background. It's a black background with the image popping out Mm -hmm.
0: in white. It is of a family group with Jeremy Bastain, Mm -hmm. who we've mentioned before.
1: Yes. So it's beautiful. I'm really excited about it. And you should check it out because it's pretty.
0: It's very pretty.
1: Then at. It's got a uh, freebie? Yes. Uh, Quirk Books always has a booth, and they always tweet out on their Twitter a secret code word that <laughs> you can go say and get a free thing. Uh, Usually it's some type an of. An advanced
0: review copy of something they've got coming out of the pipe.
1: Yes. And sometimes with some other stuff too. This time they gave the option of four things. Four things, just based on um,
0: you got to genre. Pick, yeah, you got to pick a genre.
1: Yes, so I went with the kids' graphic novel, which is called uh, "Night's Club: The Bands of Bravery," and it is a choose-your-own-adventure story.
0: Yeah, uh, I mean a choose-your-own-adventure graphic novel. I mean, I don't think I've heard of that. Yeah, it may be the first. It may not, but it's the first I know of.
1: I mean, there were, like, choose your own comics I remember as a kid mm-hmm. that came out. But I, I don't know of, like, a full graphic novel.
0: Um, when it says that you can play, I wonder if there are even some, like, die roll mechanics or, or stats, like old fantasy uh, fantasy flight game books.
1: We'll find out.
0: We will find out.
1: But it, it's, it seems pretty neat.
0: The next thing in my fistful is some some of my purchases, so I won't describe them. Okay. I got Judge Dread: The Complete Case Files, number seven. Mm -hmm. in previous years i got five and six yes Uh, so i'm i'm keeping on with i think we're still in the 80s uh but that's okay (laughs) Uh, i got josie and the pussycats volume two uh this is the conclusion of the new riverdale style uh josie and the pussycat series by marguerite bennett cameron dodorio uh art by audrey mock and kelsey shannon uh, going into all these issues, and I can't wait to finish this. The The new Josie book is very very good It is actual sex Archie. Yeah, it is a very recognizable Archie story, but with characters that do have some sex
1: Hey, <laughs> I have not had a chance to read it yet
0: Got that from the Archie booth as well as the next two things I mentioned. We I'm also got mention. it signed. Yes Did get that signed by one of the two writers I mentioned uh, the Archie crossover collection I did not know this was a collected volume, but when I looked at the uh, uh, table of contents, I just knew I had to have this. (laughs) Archie meets Ramones, which we have in a single issue. Yes. But also, Betty and Veronica meet Lady Gaga. (laughs) Dilton meets Mark Zuckerberg. Archie meets Michael Strahan. I I can't wait to find out if this is football Michael Strahan or, like, live uh, morning talk show host Michael Strahan. And Kevin Keller meets George Takai. <laughs> nice. Nice. Oh,
1: that's a and great so, collection. There. Got some
0: some Dan Parent in here, some Ian Flynn, some Alex Sagara. Just a, a who's who of classic style Archie stories. Yeah. Vampironica at number one. I'm so glad they were selling this because this came out just a few weeks ago. Yeah. And I've not been able to find it in stock at our local shop, so I bought it from the publisher at a show.
1: Yeah. Yeah.
0: This is, as you might guess from the portmanteau of a title, an Archie horror book where Veronica is a vampire. Yeah. Yeah. Of course. And I mentioned Sid Nyman uh, earlier as someone we met. And, yes, I did buy her her uh, self-published mini-comic of The Twelve Colors. Uh, This contains the the first 24 pages. You can follow more as it updates at the12colors.com. Also, Twitter at The Twelve Colors. And she signed it, of course, and also gave a message in the uh, language she developed for these characters, for this project. Yeah. And I'm looking forward to reading that.
1: Uh, some other things we got. We got the uh, Jim Henson's The Power of the Dark Crystal. Okay, this is a sequel to The Dark Crystal. The film. The film. I believe they have two? There's, this, no, there's a second is, one. This is the first one. First
0: volume of two, yes.
1: Yes. Um, and it looks really, really good.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Uh, we are very excited
0: about it. I'm very excited because it's written by uh, Simon Spurrier, sometimes credited as Cy Spurrier. He he's written other creator-owned uh, miniseries for Boom before, The Spire and Godshaper, and I adore both of those books so much. So now I'm I'm looking forward to seeing him writing in uh, uh, an existing uh, property that yeah. I enjoy quite a bit.
1: And because this is from Jim Henson, actually, mm-hmm. like publishing, it's um, considered the official sequel. Ooh. So anything else would not official
0: we got something else from the boom booth that is spoilers because it's a present for someone who might be listening like
1: i doubt they will but i don't i don't want them to know (laughs) it's for our it's for our little goddaughter Uh but her parents might be listening so shh
0: don't tell (laughs) uh speaking of our local comic shop i bear them no ill will Mm -hmm. Uh, they have a booth that runs a a good deal at the show. And so we got a couple of volumes from them. I got the collected Jack Kirby's Mr. Miracle.
1: Yeah, which you were looking everywhere for. It was the sweet, we were like, oh, let's look at everything else before we go to our comic book shop store
0: Mm -hmm. there. And And then they
1: were the only ones that had
0: it. And at every other place selling uh, collected editions, I was looking for this. And a, a very helpful gentleman working the booth uh, found it right off the shelf for me. Yes. I, I mentioned earlier I've been loving Tom King's current 12-issue uh, Mr. Miracle Run. Mm-hmm. And so now I get to compare it side by side with Jack Kirby's original Mr. Miracle Run. And oh, oh, I can't wait to dive into that. I'm saying yeah. that about all of these books. That's why we spent money on them, at, yes. I guess, at the end of the day.
1: Because, as we said, they run a deal. It's a it's a deal if you buy three And so we were like, oh, let's see what else we can find. Uh, And last year on Free Comic Book Day, I picked up uh, the first volume of Low, Mm -hmm. which you have not read yet.
0: I have. I've fallen Uh, behind.
1: I I need to reread it before I continue (laughs) on because it's been almost a year now. Mm -hmm. But I did very much like it. uh, And they had uh, volume three and four. Not two, unfortunately, which we don't have but we'll eventually get...
0: We'll find it. I might find um, it at the shop when I go yes. Wednesday.
1: So we took advantage and we picked them up because I enjoyed the first one. Mm-hmm. Uh, they also like look really cool.
0: So I, I can't wait to find out what these books are all about. Yeah. The, guy, the art is obviously very grabbing. Yeah. And that's why we got the first one. Yeah. But you enjoyed it so much. I did and, enjoy and it. And I trust your taste.
1: It was good. <laughs> we also got... Going, uh, going
0: back to the Boom booth.
1: I did not get this at Boom. Oh, they were selling what? this at Boom. I got this there's always a 50% off uh, booth mm-hmm. um, or anything they have in there. It's 50% off the list price. Uh, a lot of times they have a lot of stuff that just doesn't interest me. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm not a big superhero person. Right. I don't re- really read that stuff. I like other things. But I did find the Jim Henson's The Storyteller Witches book. Yeah. The Storyteller I believe we talked about this in the Jim Henson episode, The Storyteller.
0: If, if you're listening to this on the History Honey's yeah. feed, just yeah. go back about a yeah. year yeah. or, or a little more than a year. I did
1: an episode on Jim Henson, and The the Storyteller uh, was a short-lived show mm-hmm. that the concept was uh, telling different kind of fairy tales and expanding on stories of, like, the mythological.
0: Right. So this... And- They've been publishing them now as comic books to, to keep that same mission statement.
1: Yes. And a in lot...
0: a book medium.
1: Yes. And the they've been expanding on it. They have three. There's one, Witches. Uh, There's a dragon. Dragon.
0: With a cover by David Peterson.
1: And oh, what's the other one? I can't remember. Um, Something fun. Yeah. But yeah, so it's like a collection, of, an anthology, I guess, of stories that are related to that. And the artwork is beautiful, and it's mm-hmm. Jim Henson-style storytelling, so... It's got to be great, right? Right. Yeah. <laughs> I haven't read it yet, but yeah, I got that there. I'm excited about that, and we also got the uh, we got Lost at Sea um, by Brian Lee O'Malley, who's known for Scott Pilgrim
0: and Seconds and Snot Girl. Yes. But this came before all those.
1: Yes, and we've never read it, and I'm excited. Yeah. Yes. Go back
0: to the early days. Now, here's one that. Uh, we got that has a fun story. Yeah. It's called No Small Plans. It is a product of the Chicago Architecture Foundation
1: Mm
0: -hmm. uh, by Gabrielle Leon, uh, David Maudsley, Case Bayer, Chris Lynn, and Dion Reed. We actually got it uh, signed by Gabrielle Leon. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Because she was working the booth there. Uh, The Chicago Architecture Foundation helped... These people put them together to make this book about teens in Chicago in three different eras. There's uh, 1928, 2017, and 2211. Mm-hmm. And it's about how these kids uh, interact with the city and its layout, its design. The the title is taken from uh, a, a Burnham quote about make no small plans, for they have no power to stir men's souls. Yes. I think i got it. Yeah. I, I got it close anyway. Uh and and just hearing them talk about this, I'm really into it. it it's, it's about maps.
1: Yeah. <laughs> it's such a neat concept and yeah. uh one thing that's really cool, um I don't know if this goes for like every book they sell of it, but at least at the convention there, they for every book bought, they were then giving a book um to a kid yeah. or to a library or to a place where it would be accessed by Chicago children. Right. Um, which I thought was really cool. Mm-hmm. Um, I love anything that gets books out there. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and then your big, big thing here. Our,
0: our last purchase. Uh, people who have checked into previous C2E2 trip reports yeah. know that one of my traditions is to buy something to support uh, the comic book legal defense fund. Yes. They, they have a big table full of a wide variety of books, all of which have signed nameplates from the writer or the artist. And, and they're, they're sold to continue their, their work defending the uh, First Amendment and, and people's right to publish and read and, and share ideas. Mm-hmm. This year, I thought I'd live dangerously. That crinkling you heard was me grabbing the blind bag. Yeah. So I know there is a signed graphic novel. I know there are five or so single issues. I don't know of what.
1: We haven't opened it yet. I have
0: not opened <laughs> it. I've been saving it for this moment on the, on the show. So let's go.
1: Mookie's very interested.
0: Yeah. Okay, I got uh, an Adventure Time comic. Uh, but oh, the, the, this is written by Ryan North, so it's going to be funny. I know that. Uh, <laughs> I got a uh, issue of IDW's Star Trek run: The Return of the Archons, Part One. Huh. So there's that.
1: Here, let's get this open. Okay.
0: Yeah uh rebels by brian wood and andrea moody uh a well-regulated reg- militia part one of six Ooh. so this is apparently some uh
1: oh it looks like revolutionary war
0: revolutionary war-y uh a miniseries from dark horse
1: oh yeah it says a uh, historical epic of america's founding
0: that'll be fun faith number one from valiant i've i've heard good things about faith this is a superhero comic that is unique for having uh, an overweight woman uh, uh, being a superhero. Oh, I
1: heard of this. Kicking
0: butts and saving people uh, gets getting some uh, body diversity. Yeah. Out in the superhero genre, Champions number one from Marvel still in a uh, a bag. Yeah. This is a uh, teen team. Uh, we, we've got. Uh, totally Awesome Hulk, we've got Miles Morales we've got uh, Teen Cyclops doing time, some time travel yeah. Miss Marvel uh, Vision's Teen Daughter from that uh, Tom King run I was talking about hey. earlier, All Team Enough I hate to have to tear open the bag, but I want to read you <laughs> uh, and the, the signed uh, uh, collected edition is Daredevil Reborn by Andy Diggle and uh, signed by the artist David uh, Gianfelice so there you go and yes, darling, this writer Andy Diggle is the namesake of the character on, on Arrow. What? They they name Diggle after this writer for his for work he did on Green Arrow, but oh. as a comic book writer, he's written for lots of characters. Yeah.
1: I like um, I feel like this grab bag has a really nice variety.
0: It does.
1: It's I'm This is good stuff. Someone has the hiccups. <laughs> she yawned and got the, or she sighed heavily and gave herself the hiccups.
0: Poor doggy.
1: Um, but no, this is like a really interesting variety of things. And I'm honestly kind of interested in this uh, America's founding rebels thing.
0: Yeah. Because
1: that's just, what an odd idea for a comic. Yeah.
0: <laughs> I mean, in future years, the, the grab bag might be my number one choice. Just because yeah. that was fun. Yeah. Unless I see something out there like, oh, I've been looking for that. Like, uh, our copy of From Hell is from there. Yeah. Which means I have Alan Moore's signature. Yay. Yay. But (laughs) except in cases like that, yeah, I think I'm going to get the grab bag. That was fun. Yeah. So Saturday.
1: Saturday.
0: What a day.
1: Saturday we were Jughead.
0: We were. We were in our our matching Jugheads. Sex Archie listeners will recognize that as our, our show's thumbnail. Yes. In fact, we got that from Callum who first did it as fan art of the pictures we took at C2E2 last year. So it's sort of the one-year anniversary of that uh, thumbnail. Thank yeah. you very much, Callum.
1: I, I did add to my costume this year. I I had a mm-hmm. Southside Serpent patch. And we took some really... So mm. they have... Um, last year they started this. They put a, like kind of like a, a selfie cam, a photo booth-like type thing. Yeah. Uh, right down by like... On the main floor of the lobby where they have these big C2E2 letters, like a lot of people go for photo ops. And they had this camera there where if you scanned your badge, it would email it to you. And we did it every day last year and I loved it. It was such a great like souvenir, especially for us because we don't always get like pictures together. Yeah. And so we did it on Friday. And we so- did it
0: at the beginning of the day and the mm-hmm. end. And those yep. were pretty nice pictures. Uh
1: Saturday, we were just at the end because it was so busy most of the day. You couldn't, like, really get over there. <laughs> but we did it, and we took some really good pictures, and we took a really fun one showing off the Southside Serpent Patch, and none of them came through to no, me. No, we,
0: we took four pictures. I was so happy with all of them, and none of them came Got through. Got
1: none of them not one
0: when we went on sunday
1: the thing was broken the was, whole entire day it was day. broken
0: and unplugged you
1: couldn't take any pictures
0: so i maybe we weren't we weren't the only ones and they just pulled the plug so people wouldn't get upset i guess. that's my guess it sucks no matter what
1: yeah it was i was very upset though about that at the end but that's okay
0: but that's okay. Uh,
1: saturday I don't remember how we started the day, but I pet a kangaroo.
0: That's true. That's true. Uh, there's always that is, a, a... That's the first thing we did after how we actually started the day, yeah. which was the American Gods panel.
1: Was that first? That was first. Yes, that was first. <laughs> uh, so the first thing we did...
0: Yeah, we, we did a little more walking on the floor. Don't remember any particular stories, but the first th- programming.
1: Yes, we we went uh, to a, a American Gods panel... Um, with
0: Ricky Whittle and Yeti Badaki, yes, uh, who play Shadow Moon, the protagonist, mm-hmm. and Bilquis, uh, the god of romantic and sexual love, yes. respectively.
1: And that was a, a fun panel. Ricky was he's a very hyper man.
0: He was loud <laughs> at least that
1: up. day. I think he drank a little too much coffee.
0: I learned he's English. I did not know that. <laughs> you
1: learned a lot of people are English I that did. weekend. <laughs> um, but it was it was a fun panel of um them talking about process of filming, how they, you know, both came around to getting these parts, the mm-hmm. audition process, uh, a little bit about what's to come.
0: We got some spoilies.
1: We got some spoilies. We got some
0: world premiere spoilies. So here you go. They are indeed going to be filming on location at House on the Rock to begin season two.
1: Yeah. We didn't hear it from us and we didn't Shh, hear it from them.
0: Yep. Shh.
1: But no, that was, it was, it was a fun panel.
0: Ricky Whittle does talk a mile a minute. At least he did that morning. Yes. Uh, he had this great story about oh, yeah. green screen acting. Yes. Uh, where he was playing both himself and the the director shouting what to react to. Yes. As he crawled through an actual physically constructed mud tunnel that cut his hands up. That part is the part that got cut out of the episode. Didn't yeah. make it in. But the part where he just emerges into a, a big green room with a half-built suggestion of a tree and has to react like it's the mythical-er tree. Yes, and
1: (laughs) the whole story was like, Okay, you see a tree. No, it's a much bigger tree. It's a very wide tree. Okay, no, it's taller. It's taller, taller. There you go. (laughs) It's wide
0: on the left and the right. Oh, okay. And
1: just like him reacting to (laughs) all these directions he was getting and then like, okay, now there's a buffalo. It's a bigger buffalo. Nope, too big, too too big. big. Uh, Higher, higher. There you go. (laughs) And like all these things. And eventually he's just like, can I have a tennis ball?
0: (laughs) The buffalo says, "Wait! The buffalo talks." <laughs>
1: <laughs> there are skulls all around. Oh, the skulls! What oh, skulls. skulls? I should react skulls. to
0: the skulls. Okay. Okay. <laughs> no, he he did a great comic monologue about his uh the special effects scene. I
1: was like, that should be your audition for any <laughs> show you ever want to work on in the future. Just play both yeah. parts, and, and you'll get hired on the spot.
0: Poor uh, Yeti, just trying to to deal with embarrassment of him talking about. <laughs> The time she was in the bathroom and, and should have been on set. Or the the fact that her character eats people with her vagina. <laughs> and how that became a thing. Yeah, She took it in stride. She's she, a trooper. She's a champ. She did. She was very sweet.
1: He, he luckily, I feel like, made up for it by saying a lot of really nice no, things about no, her. They, they
0: were both very wonderful, but one yeah. was very, very I, wound up.
1: I feel like... I who knows what they are like real life and all that, but it just seemed like the older sister, little brother thing of just like, (laughs) yeah, yeah. I'll just let him wear himself out till he gets tired.
0: Mm -hmm. (laughs) And it's so it was so odd for me because I don't think I've seen him in anything else.
1: No, I haven't seen him in anything else.
0: He was a major character on The Hundred, and some people in there had questions about that, so they knew him from that. Apparently, he was unhappy with how his character was sidelined. Mm And that, that was his job immediately before American Gods. So he was so happy to get shot in the head. Uh, yeah. <laughs> but on American Gods, Shadow is so withdrawn and The exact
1: opposite and, of him as an flat. actor. flat.
0: Yeah. But him as a person is just a cartoon. <laughs>
1: yeah. Yeah. He's... Yeah. There's, yeah. It was very polar opposite, which was very interesting. But yeah, so after that, we went back to the show Floor. Uh, And and and, yes, we
0: went to the exotic animal rescue. (laughs) Yeah, uh,
1: they're they're pretty much every year. Yes, they are a a rescue for exotic animals. Um, And they always bring a couple animals and that you can interact with for donations that go to their efforts of rescuing. Mm -hmm. And they had a little kangaroo that's nine months old. Its name is Stitch that I believe they said they rescued when it was. One month old or something. Oh, it's been with them pretty much the whole time.
0: Yeah. Very sleepy, I, buddy. Yeah,
1: I didn't hear where they rescued it from, but I can assume it was probably some, like, someone wanted it to be an actual pet or something situation. Which, which
0: is bad. It's bad yeah. for the animal. Don't do that.
1: Um. So they they had someone... A lady there that was like, had it all wrapped up in a blanket and you could, you know, you could go say hello and, mm-hmm. and give it a little scratch um, and help support their rescue efforts. And it was so sweet.
0: Yeah, you you did that Saturday and you loved it.
1: Kangaroos are the softest kitten fluff in the world.
0: <laughs> at, at least the nine month old ones.
1: Oh, my God. Also, so sweet. So Such sweet. Such a little sweetums.
0: And you had such a good time that, like, Sunday, I'm like, I should, I should, touch, I should the touch the kangaroo. So we went back, and I took a turn the next day. Yeah. <laughs> um, but Saturdays was more exciting because, well, because
1: right after we got done, we were getting ready to like move on out, and I was and like, right wait, right to our left, I was like, that's that's the gal from the panel, <laughs> that's her. So
0: I I emboldened, stepped you, up, and said, <laughs> "You were brave."
1: I I was scared.
0: I, we re we just got out of your panel we really enjoyed it thanks for coming out to do the show yeah and she was she really was so happy sweet. to hear that and i was happy just to do that sort of like drive-by compliment thank you yeah. and she's like no we're having a meeting you're we're, getting hugs we're doing yeah. this
1: she was so sweet and she's just wonderful. like wonderful yeah i mean she like took the time to like engage with us mm-hmm. much longer than i anticipated <laughs> but it was really nice um and we, we bonded over the excitement of the kangaroo because she was waiting. She like, yeah. had come over because she knew that there was a kangaroo and she really wanted to meet the kangaroo. And we both talked about how we were trying to control the excitement so we didn't scare the poor thing.
0: Uh-huh.
1: Uh-huh. Um, but she was very, very sweet.
0: Oh, this is around the time we also played uh, Goldeneye at <laughs> a, a used game store's booth on the floor.
1: Yeah, yeah. There was a time when I was amazing at that game.
0: Yeah, you said that you and your brother played a lot as kids. Yes, and and you always whooped him. He
1: was always pissed at me because I was so good at it. Because I just like shot with pure chaos and like would (laughs) kill him instantly mm -hmm. (laughs) with bullets like ricocheting off stuff.
0: That's the only way to do it because that game's controls have not aged well. Well,
1: the screen kept like flashing black too.
0: Yeah, there was there was something with the AV on on their hookup. But, yeah, but I was game I, technology has advanced beyond Goldeneye, to say the least.
1: In the past, you know, 15 years, I've lost my touch. Let's just put it that well, way.
0: Well, I played a lot of Goldeneye as a child. Yeah. But I did not have a sibling. Or, you might say, friends. Yeah. So when I played Goldeneye uh, multiplayer, I memorized those maps because all I could do was just load up... Press start on other controllers, yeah. and the computer would just stand in the spawn points, and I would walk around and hunt them down and kill them because <laughs> I wanted to play GoldenEye, but I had already done all the missions so many times I was bored. Yeah, so <laughs> I knew every spawn, I knew everything for every uh. map because <laughs> that's the only way I could play. Yeah.
1: I was like, I it's been fifteen years since I've probably touched a controller for the system, let alone played this game. Right. <laughs> <laughs> but it was fun it was a good time Mm -hmm, i enjoyed mm -hmm. the people who first were gonna watch us and then quickly decided to leave (laughs) yeah um so we then went back up to the main stage to take in the legends of tomorrow panel which is a show that we have not watched though in the past like year except for like
0: two episodes we watched like the season three premiere and we were like wow this show is wild we should probably put this in our what happened but then we didn't because like our, our monday schedule or our tuesday schedule whatever day it airs on it's just not conducive it's just not,
1: yeah it's just we're busy Life.
0: and we found out just how much we missed
1: <laughs> they could have been lying through their teeth about stuff and i <laughs> would not know the difference Did that really happen? Did that not happen? I don't know.
0: Apparently, nearly the entire cast is turned over. Yep. Uh,
1: I was like, I don't know what people they're talking about. Yeah. Which, and this was a panel with uh, three actors.
0: Katie Lotz, Brandon Routh, and Dominic Purcell. Yes. Who play uh, Sarah Lance, Ray Palmer, the Atom, Mm -hmm. and uh, Mick Rory, Heatwave.
1: Yes. Yes. I just kept thinking, why the hell is uh, Wentworth Miller not here? Like, first off, he's great.
0: He's great. Also,
1: if he was here doing a signing, I'd be like, hey, Wentworth Miller, please sign my copy of Dinotopia." <laughs> yes, I watched yeah. it all. And, I have it.
0: And then they could do a prison break thing with Dominic.
1: They could have done that too. <laughs> Who's
0: also if... secretly English.
1: And not good at interviews.
0: <laughs> no, he was not feeling it today.
1: This... <sighs> It was a really odd panel.
0: We didn't mention it earlier, but Dave Bautista was not great with the mic. It was just about six inches too far out at all times, but, but, but we got through it.
1: Yeah, he, he at least was speaking loud enough that it was picking it up all all right most of the time mm-hmm. and kind of energetic enough maybe, that you were getting.
0: Maybe WWE mics are a lot hotter than the one they gave him. <laughs> maybe it's, it's just habit. But uh, Dominic Purcell... Real quiet on the mic.
1: Very quiet. Very short answers if he did talk, <laughs> but very quiet. Um, I really feel like Brad and Roth was the only one, like, comfortable being up there.
0: Yeah, yeah. The other two didn't seem particularly engaged, but one of them in particular, perhaps unengaged. Yeah. Like- I don't, I don't want to be rude. I don't know what's going on in his life, but he just did not seem like this is how he wanted to be spending his hour. Yeah, it was, And that happens. That happens to me sometimes. Well, I get it.
1: And not all actors like publicity stuff. Yeah. That's not, yeah. not, not everyone's made for that. Not everyone enjoys it or um, is comfortable with it, which I totally get. Mm-hmm. It was just kind of a little, it wouldn't have been stood out so much if, say, we still had Brandon Routh who was into it mm-hmm. and energetic. If Katie Lotz would have been a bit more that way too. She mm-hmm. was kind of in a middle between the two.
0: It's a gradient.
1: But the energy wasn't quite there for that panel. And a lot of times I just couldn't hear the answers.
0: Yeah, yeah. I was yeah. like, I don't
1: actually know what we're saying. People are laughing that are up front, but like, I'm halfway back and I have no idea what was said, <laughs> even though there's like speakers.
0: That's true. That's true. I mean, that was an okay. We, we got to eat some snacks. That's fine. Yeah. But the big reason we were there uh, was to camp out seats for the following show at the main stage, Twisted Tunes. Yes, this is the second year they've they've had this series uh, at this show. They, this is something that that the moderator guy organizes in a lot of similar shows all around the place. Yeah. Uh, last year, if you'll remember, we talked about uh, when all those famous voice actors read the script to Back to the Future. Yeah. This year, they had more famous voice actors reading the script to Ferris Bueller's Day Off. Yes. One of your favorite films ever. It is one of my favorites. Ever, ever.
1: It was good. It was fun. It was entertaining. It wasn't as good as last year.
0: They also had some mic issues. I think in part because a lot of the voices this year's cast are known for are real gravelly down here, guys.
1: Yeah, and unfortunately, the mic and speaker system just doesn't shoot the sound out, I feel like, clear enough Yeah, that... A lot of times it was a little lost, um, which is not the voice actor's fault. Right. Um, We're working with a speaker system that isn't necessarily made for those types of voices.
0: So uh, Um, we had Carrie Payton, who is a cyborg on Teen Titans. He's uh, the main character in in the Walking Dead games, or at least one of the seasons of the Walking Dead games. Uh, We had Phil Lamar who's been in everything. Hermes in uh, Futurama. Mm -hmm. Green Lantern in the Justice League cartoon. Jon Stewart. He's done so many voices, I'm having trouble thinking of them all. Uh, uh, (laughs) Samurai Jack. That was one that came out that people really enjoyed. They they had Laura Bailey on for one scene. She's from Critical Role. Travis Willingham, also from Critical Role, came on for that one guest scene. Vanessa Marshall, who... uh, I most know as uh, uh, Hera from Star Wars Rebels, mm-hmm. but she had some good uh, celebrity impressions to, to bust out. She was Olga in Metal Gear too. Uh Tom Kenny, of course, SpongeBob.
1: Yeah.
0: Uh, Mayor Which of Townsville. SpongeBob
1: comes across beautifully oh, on the yes. mic. Oh, yes. Oh, yes. Beautifully. <laughs> That was one y'all always knew what he was saying.
0: He had a number of voices that like, oh my, that is you. Oh, yeah. <laughs> That's fun.
1: I enjoyed him because any time the guy would be like, oh, why don't you do this, this voice again? He's like, mm, how about I do this one I haven't done yet?
0: Yeah, yeah. That, <laughs> He's like, I got lots great.
1: of voices.
0: <laughs> and on the end, Fred Tatasciore, who uh, voices the Hulk uh, and anything with a big shouty guy, any monsters—that's probably Fred Tadashore. Yeah. and he had his share of celebrity impressions too. And so did Phil Amar. Yeah, that he was an original Mad TV cast member, he better have some impressions. It, uh- <laughs> it was good.
1: I think some of my favorite uh moments were the Obama impression that was Phil for,
0: Obama was great for
1: um the the secretary.
0: Yes. In in the scene where the secretary is talking about how everybody loves uh, Ferris Bueller, yes. So hearing Obama say wasteoids,
1: yes. <laughs> great,
0: great, love it.
1: Also, the uh, haunted mansion voice.
0: Yeah, Fred Tatasciore did Paul Frees's haunted mansion uh, uh, ghost host.
1: Yeah, that was a great voice. <laughs> very very good. Uh, I think those are definitely my two favorites. <laughs>
0: um,
1: but it was it was still fun. Um, I think a big thing, too, for me this year is that uh, there weren't as many voices that I knew. Mm -hmm. Like a lot of the shows that these uh, voice actors have worked on, I'm not familiar with. Mm -hmm. So I don't have the like personal connection to be really excited to hear that voice because it doesn't necessarily mean anything to me.
0: But we got to hear two different people do uh, Bill Cosby. So that's fun in the year 2018.
1: Yeah. yeah. That was a little awkward. They, I think they felt it was a little awkward yeah, at that moment. Yeah. they like, really? Really? You want me to do this? Okay.
0: So, I mean, while it's only honest to say I liked last year's better, I don't mean it like, oh, last year's was better. It's just like... Last year's was one of our big highlights of the whole yes. weekend. It was fantastic. And this year's was pretty good. It was good. Like, it was definitely worth going to. Like,
1: I'm really glad we went and it was yeah, fun yeah. and it was entertaining. <laughs> and um, I think it's amazing, like, what the voice actors yes, can do.
0: Yes, for sure.
1: Um, like, it's, you do everything if you're comparing it to something else. you You, you right. compare it and you're like, oh, well.
0: They do put up a number of their shows on YouTube. If they do that to this one, it might be the better version because we would not be dealing with that room's acoustics. We just get the, the mic feed. Yeah. <laughs> might be a bit better.
1: We took some pictures and some hot dogs.
0: We did. <laughs> that was fun. Cards Against Humanity uh, had a booth with a giant hot dog that you could lie in. The, you would be the, the meat. They yes. had a whole hot dog-themed promotion this year that is just a – a meaningless non sequitur to get people talking very on brand for them yeah but that's also where we met a friend of mine aaron amandola mm-hmm. who is kickstarting a game now called earworm it's a yeah. party game and uh he was doing demos at the cards against humanity booth yeah so that's, that's the first time we met him we, we met him more socially later yeah. on sunday uh, but it, it's nice running into him both times yeah
1: and it's a great game yeah um, some some costume uh, winners for me that day was uh, Chewbacca with a porg,
0: a, a flayed porg on a on a stick
1: that had been roasted,
0: roasted, yes.
1: Um, and also Felkor from Neverending Story. Yeah, yeah.
0: And when you find a luck dragon, that that's a good sign. Yeah, yeah.
1: That was really cool. It was also like <laughs> gigantic. At the time, no one was inside. I assume like you could people could be inside it and operate it.
0: Like Chinese Parade Dragon yeah. style, probably. Uh,
1: but they just had it like on the ground at that time. For and like, even... photo
0: ops and yes. yeah.
1: And even at that time, it looked really cool. Yeah,
0: yeah. This is also when we went and, and did the Yamcha Challenge, or the Yam Challenge.
1: Oh, yes, yes.
0: Uh, I forget who it was. I, I think it's the actual like company that produces Dragon Ball Super uh, had this crater on the ground it is the crater in which yamsha dies mm-hmm. and they were having people like curl up in the fetal position to recreate that famous shot so yeah i did that i yeah. did i did an anime got
1: a really big button for it
0: yeah they if if you did it they gave you a big button of yamsha's face yep so everyone knows you're a loser uh, we also met jay who we tend to meet annually yes and by meet, I mean past in opposite directions on an escalator. We, again, met more times where we could actually speak and stuff.
1: Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So the, the final thing we went to was improvised Star Trek.
0: That was fun. That
1: was very enjoyable. Mm-hmm.
0: I like that. I haven't listened to much of their stuff, but everything I have I've enjoyed. So that's on me, I guess. Yeah. Uh- <laughs>
1: I haven't listened to any of it before then, You've but listened I to very one. much enjoyed it.
0: Yeah, it was good. It's a company with a slightly rotating cast because, I mean, improv—they got they got to work that hustle, right? You can't get yeah. everybody all the time. But yeah, they perform the, this long-running adventure, and. And soon, you'll be hearing the thing we heard. They were recording it as an episode to go up in their feed. Yeah. Uh, it, it was about the Breen attacking and, in, and putting in a new org chart. And some people might have gotten engaged. Yeah. <laughs> it was I, very good. I
1: had no idea uh, Kristen Wick was going to be there. <laughs> Seriously, that one girl the, looks and sounds exactly like her.
0: The, the improviser who plays the ship's medical officer.
1: I was just yeah. like, uh...
0: Kristen Wiig body double, yeah, you're right, for sure.
1: And voice double. Yeah, that's... (laughs) It is weird.
0: (laughs) Another one of their cast members that wasn't at this show Mm -hmm. is Matt Young from Magic Tavern and and from Uh the panel we talked about earlier. Ah. I think he's the captain, which is why they were talking about uh, the captain's on a secret mission. (laughs) Uh Ah. Yeah. (laughs) Nice. If you're interested in... uh, improvise comedy podcasts or live mm-hmm. shows they they also have something at either IO or Second City but a feather in their cap is that they are the longest running Star Trek series. Yes. They have more episodes than any other Star Trek.
1: Take that.
0: <laughs> so that's the end of Saturday. So So everything that's not a book. Let's talk about those purchases.
1: Okay. I bought a necklace.
0: It's very nice. Do you remember who from? No idea. Oh.
1: i have no we, idea I we would not love get...
0: to plug you but whoopsie
1: yeah oh well i should say i actually uh, did visit uh sparkle designs which is where i normally get a lot of jewelry mm-hmm. um and unfortunately I didn't find anything this year but they were super nice and they actually um i explained how i'd been planning to get something because of a uh, certain issue i was having f- with a chain mm-hmm. i bought previous year and they ended up just like giving me one
0: their customer service is always fantastic they're so good Just because you didn't find a piece that spoke to you this year, we still love Sparkle Designs.
1: Well, and I wasn't quite as crushed because they've recently started doing a lot more. um, It's a lot easier to order online from them and to order directly from them. Um, You can get custom stuff made, and it's just a much easier process to do from afar Mm because they're based out of another state. So I was like, well, it's okay. I can just order something later yeah Um, but they're super wonderful i highly suggest sparkle designs Uh, i did end up buying a necklace from another place i don't know what they were called i just (laughs) randomly came across them
0: but it's a a nice uh, polished stone that is inside this woven thread around it that then becomes the the actual necklace span it's almost
1: like a a crocheted um, yeah like holder
0: it's very pretty
1: it's really cool I don't think they even had cards for me to take to like know who they were, but so it was cool. Sorry about that. Um, so some art we got art. Uh well, my Katie Cook drawing that I already As talked mentioned, about. We got
0: a pretty little watercolor of Moki, and it's adorable because yeah. it's of Moki.
1: Uh from Karen Hallian, uh which she is known uh via like. The internet and yes. reposting of stuff. Uh, she's known for doing uh, all the art that has Disney princesses and the TARDIS together. Um, where they're, like, gonna go away uh, with the TARDIS. Um, she's also did uh, the Skylar Girls work pose, is known. Mm-hmm.
0: Uh, that, that's One image piece. of
1: that, that's her piece. Probably seen it somewhere. Um, but I got a cute uh, print of BB-8 and K-9... Peeking around the TARDIS,
0: inside the Falcon.
1: Yeah, inside the
0: Falcon. It's great.
1: I love it. Yeah. It's so cute. Um, but her stuff is awesome. Uh,
0: I got a couple things from David Peterson. David Peterson uh, is the the writer and illustrator of the Mouse Guard series, among other things. I got a print of his for the first time of Gwendolyn the matriarch of the Mouse Guard. Uh, I chose to get this one because I get to play her for Six Feet Under. Yeah. Uh, my actual play show, I'm GMing a uh, Mouse Guard RPG campaign. And so when I give the mice missions, they we, do, we play that out as a scene where I am playing Gwendolyn. So now I, I have a Gwendolyn. And yeah. I, I like that a lot. And I also got... And new this year, he has some enamel pins, and I got one of those as a gift for one of uh, my players. So yeah. So I just got her mailing address, so I'll be taking care of that shortly.
1: <laughs> I got uh, several... I ended up getting three. <laughs> I ended up getting three prints. Um, there was this artist, his name was uh, Charles Thurston. I believe I have his business card somewhere, so we'll link uh, if he has a thing. Uh, but he does some really cool artwork. Um, all his stuff is paper cutting. Mm-hmm. Some of it's like extremely three-dimensional, some of it's not more flat, but it's all hand-cut paper pieced together to create images. Um, and it is great. Um, I the, ended...
0: the amount of detail and the, the composition when he uh, makes original images.
1: Yeah. Um, so I ended up getting uh several things. I got two Figment and Dreamfinder focused ones. Which uh, is
0: especially sad today of all days. Yeah,
1: the original voice of Dreamfinder died. Just this today.
0: morning. Ugh.
1: <laughs> but I I'm a huge Figment Dreamfinder fi- fan fan. Mm-hmm. It's extremely hard to find stuff for them. Uh and one of these is a really cool like light bulb with like Hot air balloon and them inside like a gear and it's it's mm-hmm. really cool
0: and even the the glass pyramid of the imagination pavilion yeah is is incorporated it's very good
1: um and then one's them in their ship yeah yeah um and this is just like such small detailing and then another one is um a really cool uh Robin Hood like the Disney animated Robin Hood mm-hmm. um like it's one of those ones where it's like almost like a circular framed image Mm -hmm. but like everything is very detailed and And you got like the snake and floating in a balloon and these hats to help shape the outside of it. Right,
0: right. I mean everybody that there there's only three, four characters actually in it, but it represents everything about the movie that you would want in some factor or another. Like Little John's hat is there. There's some uh aspects of Maid Marian and we don't just get robin hood we get him in historic disguise yeah but we see the real him in the the reward poster right next to him and just th- the way to fold this what 90 minutes of moments into one still image yeah is is very good
1: one one thing i really liked about all this stuff is that that like attention to detail and mm-hmm, finding mm-hmm. unique ways to incorporate characters and moments through like the decor or framing yeah yeah um, and just the fact that it's all you know hand-cut exacto knifed paper yeah which that's layered which
0: gives it all such a texture especially when he uses textured paper
1: yeah uh-huh. it's it's absolutely <laughs> gorgeous uh,
0: one thing I picked up just because I think it's uh, a statement of what we do on sex Archie even though this, this wasn't intended because this guy had never heard of us before uh, an artist named Josh Adams was tabling, and he, one of his prints he was selling is uh, the cast of Riverdale, our core four, uh, standing outside Pops, taking a selfie. And you see in the phone the preview image is the four of them in, in their classic House Archie style. Mm-hmm. It's, it's such a great concept, and the likenesses are incredible. Yeah, I love this piece. And so we we talked for a while. And he's one of the people we gave a card to. Yeah. (laughs) I encourage people to look at Josh Adams because his other stuff was also great. But this is the one that's like, we have to have this on our wall. With the show we make, we we need to have this.
1: Yeah. yeah. I think that's everything else we bought.
0: Uh, So let's move on to some uh, Signatures. Yeah, I mentioned being in the Tom King signature line and he signed my copy of uh, mr. Miracle Mm one Which oddly enough we saw for sale uh, on the floor Somebody was selling the same cover the second printing cover for $10 and theirs was not signed mine is
1: -uh.
0: (laughs) So if I ever decide to turn the things I like to read into something I like to resell, I at least have a baseline for this one. I suppose so. And he also signed uh, Commandy Challenge number nine. This was sort of a, a, an exquisite corpse, writers and artists playing telephone. Every issue of this 12-issue miniseries was a new creative team. Mm-hmm. And uh, the the goal was... End your book on an impossible cliffhanger and leave it to the next person to figure out how to get out of it and then have an adventure and then set up another impossible cliffhanger. Yes. In my opinion, number nine is the best single issue. It is just a door. Commandy finds himself in an inescapable room with a door that uh, contains who knows what. And uh, while he was signing, we stuck up a chat about how I love that idea that this journey into the unknown to strip the unknown to its basest element and and sit and contemplate and have people just talk. And the artist he got paired with for this Kevin Eastman of Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles fame. Uh, was really excited to like do the, these two-fisted Kirby action spreads, uh, gonna have all these chases and explosions and weird stuff. Like no, Commandy mostly just sits around and does push-ups and talks to an elephant man. Mm-hmm. Uh, <laughs> but they they killed this issue. It's amazing. Uh, I also got a signature from Christopher Jones, who's a, a, an artist on a number of things, including. Uh, some of the titan doctor who titles yeah he drew the third doctor miniseries which was paul cornell's last work on the franchise Mm -hmm. Uh, until recently he just put out the um novelization for the the most recent christmas special yeah he he went back on his pledge because like you get offered that job you don't you don't say no to that yeah (laughs) but he'll also be drawing the upcoming seventh doctor miniseries which i'm very excited for
1: yeah, and we also got a signature from Jeremy Jeremy Best Dane mm-hmm. on uh, the on Judas. He did uh, the cover art for it.
0: He did variant covers for all four issues of the Judas miniseries. Yes, yes.
1: yeah, and they're beautiful.
0: I started reading it be- so I could get his variants, and yeah. I liked the inside too quite a bit. I recommend it.
1: <laughs> uh, also got a signature from Amy Memberson, who um, is is involved with the Disney Princess uh, mm-hmm. comic that is. Disney official issued. Um, and she's known for doing uh, her own uh, Disney princesses fan comic. She, that's she's not a, in connection, but kind of is. She's
0: a fan art success story. Yes. She started doing a fan comic and got hired to do a, a official licensed salary yeah. comic. Yes. And yeah. she, does,
1: she does a lot of design work for Disney, actually. Mm-hmm. Um, and then we also got uh Betty and Veronica vixen's issue two signed by
0: by the artist for this for the variant cover yes. we have
1: we got it signed by Sonia Anwar um, and her stuff is exquisite
0: yeah she, absolutely beautiful if you check her out she has she, she has her own ongoing comic called one Thousand and one it's about Scheherazade. mm-hmm and she also said she's going to be taking over the interiors on Betty and Veronica Vixen's. Yeah. What which sh- I'm real excited I she, for. I
1: think she gave us a shh.
0: There's a shh sh- on that. But if she were to do that, I'd be really excited. <gasps>
1: That'd be so cool. I hope that <laughs> happens. What a crazy idea it is. Um, and then I think the only other things we really got is I, I picked up a pin of a porg. That's from a
0: place you've gotten some pins before and uh-huh. some stickers. And I got some along stickers.
1: I got a sticker of Bill Cipher and the same pork And the same Porg. Uh, we yeah. also, there was a, a White Sox um, booth um, where was... we tried to win some White Sox tickets, but we didn't. But you got a t-shirt.
0: You got a sweatshirt.
1: I got a sweatshirt I'm really excited about. And we got a flag. I got a, we got a socks flag. We can uh, Southside represent officially yeah. <laughs> now through free things.
0: Yeah. And not just through our address, I guess.
1: I guess. Yeah. <laughs> that's about it that's about it yeah I that we got so. that we purchased or came home with
0: but there's a fair amount of of general free swag we picked up especially on sunday
1: yes uh so sunday
0: sunday's kids day which sunday
1: I yes sunday is kids day which is always great
0: it's um, the the cutest costumes and the best questions at panels because there, there's more kids and kids always ask adorable questions yes but like I said, we uh, used our time and the fact that we'd seen everything at least once, or been down every aisle at least once,
1: mm-hmm.
0: to just sort of wander where our feet take us. Yeah. I, we got some uh, uh, play money and chocolate gold coins from a Scrooge McDuck. Yes. That was part of a whole DuckTales family costume, which was very nice.
1: We took a nice green screen photo uh, and with, with Superman.
0: On uh, one of the co- covers of the upcoming Action 1000.
1: Yes. Yes. I saw uh, Oogie Boogie mm-hmm. and uh, Halloween Santa Claus.
0: Yes. That which was, was
1: great. That was a great good. Oogie Boogie.
0: And we took a whole lot of pictures around the Star Wars costuming area. Yeah. We posed with uh, BB-8 and Chopper and Han in Carbonite and and Dengar with uh, Tauntaun. And yeah. Yeah.
1: <laughs> Uh, nice, a nice fun area of, of photo opportunities.
0: We actually got the free hot dogs from Cards Against Humanity instead of like, oh, looks like they're out of hot dogs, like the last two days.
1: Oh, we, we ate those hot dogs. Uh, you touched your kangaroo. Uh, I saw... Um,
0: the, the bat from Ferngully.
1: Yeah, the bat from Ferngully with a sign that said, save the rainforest.
0: Very good. Uh, it was a great costume. We met a couple more listeners, Twin Drills. Uh, And Ed, so nice to see you both.
1: Saw a group costume for Eureka's Castle.
0: Very good. Which was awesome. And and eventually, after doing all this wandering, all this catch-up, our our feet were a bit tired. We Mm -hmm. wanted a place to sit. So we came in through the last half. Or so of the women of Marvel panel yes uh, this was also a podcast recording. They produce a podcast called Women of Marvel mm-hmm. and they talk about uh, their their process and their work yeah. So when we came in, we were hearing about the process that this one colorist goes through when picking her colors and, and talking with the, the writer and the penciler about, like, feel. And is is this a yellow flashback? Is this a sepia flashback? Yeah. <laughs> uh, that sort of thing. And uh, how much time it takes to go from getting the pencils to delivering a finished page. And and the, the changes that it, they've seen from when people were collectively working on the same boards to when people are just sharing Photoshop files with, with all their different layers and the yeah. freedom that gives.
1: And there were, there were four women on that panel, uh, including Katie Cook. Yeah. Um, and I thought there was a really uh, fun background of there. Cause like, I remember the one woman uh, is not an artist. She, she works on the business side of things. And- one lady who, who's come into the field within the past couple of years, another who's been doing this for a very very long time yes uh and then there's like katie cook who recently got into marvel but is still like doing her her style of cartooning stuff for special things
0: she's been in the business for a long time but is relatively recently part of like the marvel family yeah she's done a fair even earlier uh a, a job here or there yeah but is now like anytime there's a compilation book, it's likely there's going to be a Katie Cook story yeah. in
1: there. <laughs> I thought it was really interesting because there was that variety. Yeah, for sure. Um, and there's also, you know, they all have their, their specialties in what they do.
0: And th- those were Jen Bartel, Jen Grunwald, Judy Stevens, and Rachel Rosenberg.
1: Mm-hmm. And, yeah.
0: Jen Bartel works on uh, Gem and the Holograms. Yes.
1: So that was fun hearing them all talk about the process. We got there just shortly before the Q&A started, mm-hmm. and there are some... Um, well, first off, there was, like, a kid that asked a question. Anytime a kid asks a question, this is great. Everybody goes,
0: Oh um,
1: But I thought there were, there was, a, I remember one person in the audience, uh, it was a woman who um, was asking for, like, advice for, like, what advice would you give to young people who want to get involved with this? But what she was talking about was she works at a school, mm, and they have yeah. a comic book club that they've recently started. It is, I think she said, like, two boys and seven girls. Mm-hmm. Um, which, first off, is, like, a really interesting dynamic. Yeah. Uh, and then I guess all the all the kids are interested in making their own comic books. So she was looking for, like, what she could take back to, like, tell them
0: yeah, to, like, do. Yeah.
1: And it just led to, like, a really, really long, interesting conversation. No,
0: yeah. I mean, you, you hear the same general points, but in order to do it, do it. Yeah. Like, if you want to get hired making comics, you have to prove you can make a comic. So just make some comics. Yeah. Right. Uh, but the, the point that I thought was unique that you don't hear all the time is that, you know, seeking out a, a mentorship, you know, someone older is great, sure. But you need to uh, really rely on the people at your stage, your age, mm-hmm. your your uh, a peer group, because then that's, that's a network that's going to follow you all the way through. Mm-hmm. And as soon as one of you gets lucky, then... You you can spread that around.
1: Yeah. Yeah. And I thought um, one thing that I thought was uh, important from Katie Cook was producing like your own thing, your own online comic or whatever can be really time consuming. And, mm-hmm. you know, you wonder like, oh, should I be focusing on other stuff for other people? But she talked about how like doing her comic and producing something like weekly and always doing it really helped people to see like she's serious, she can meet deadlines, she is consistent.
0: Right. Um, right.
1: And you're just automatically like building a portfolio for yourself right there Mm -hmm. that is not only bringing people in to you, but will help get work. (laughs) Which I I don't know, I feel like that was an an important thing because a lot of people make stuff. And you wonder, oh, am I like focusing on the wrong thing? Should I be looking for like, commission stuff from other people doing stuff not for me, but like, what you do for you has a value, too.
0: Yeah, yeah. E- even though we went just to, like, sit down and eat a, a clementine. Yeah. <laughs> I'm really glad that's where we sat and ate a clementine. Yeah, yeah. it was
1: it was really good. <laughs> and another, it's another one where, like... I mean, I actually didn't know that this was, like, a podcast that they did. But it's another one where I think women of Marvel, oh, they're just going to be talking about, like, comic book characters. But no, like, this is a much bigger topic we're talking yeah. about here.
0: And while, like representation and and all sorts of social issues can't be entirely divorced from it what they're presenting is just the work yeah and we got to see uh previews of pages that have never been seen before in books that are going to come out six months from now yeah you know and so that's that's really cool yeah Uh, but then the panel we we intended to see that came shortly after Chicago's graveyards and haunted burial grounds. Yes, uh, which if you've listened to our first History Honeys uh, Halloween episode, Chicago Spookums, you've heard pretty much everything we learned in this one. Yeah, uh, not not to say it's not good information. Uh, I hope it's good information. We we made a whole episode out yeah. of it, but <laughs> uh, th- that's what this was about.
1: Yes. Uh, and this was a interesting panel mm-hmm. because it was two people for yeah. the most part.
0: Uh, Scott Larson, a comic book illustrator who writes a book about uh, Chicago's haunted history called Visitations. Mm-hmm. And Amelia Cotter, who is a paranormal investigator.
1: Yes. Like, the guy just kept telling stuff and then being like, but you know, I'm a skeptic. <laughs> But I'm like no, it does not sound like you are. <laughs> because of then the things you say after you say you're a skeptic. Mm-hmm. And I feel like he's very torn about how he wants to be seen.
0: Yeah. In yeah. in
1: this paranormal ghost hunting world.
0: I mean, because he produces stories about hauntings and inspired by real haunting stories. Mm-hmm. That, that makes him a collector of haunting stories, either to do research or because people just walk up to him like, let me tell you this one time. Yeah. Whereas she is, yeah, an investigator going out and, and recording EVPs. Yeah. And, and the temperature in hotel rooms. Yes.
1: Uh, the best part, though, was when uh, two people from the audience joined to, in the last five minutes, to tell their adventure at the Congress Hotel, Yes. ghost hunting
0: some some amateur ghost hunters themselves who were dressed as Dipper Pines and Wendy from Gravity Falls yes. which is just perfect. Yes.
1: Mabel was sitting in the audience. She apparently had not gone to the hotel with them. <laughs> But my favorite part was when uh, Wendy mm-hmm. uh, talked about how they brought a Ouija board to the hotel, and the whole audience was like, oh,
0: no. <laughs> so, like, not only was, were the people on stage true believers, at that moment, it becomes clear, almost everyone <laughs> sitting in the seats.
1: There are people in front of us taking notes. I don't know if you <sighs> noticed that. There are, like, hard note takers going like, on.
0: Some of the pictures had orbs in them, both white and dark orbs.
1: I did not see these
0: orbs in these pictures. I was
1: very confused by what they were talking about.
0: Orbs always, or nearly always, dust on the lens. Or uh, something reflecting off atmospheric dust, like your flash, for instance. And that's why you don't see them except in photography. Mm -hmm. But these these orbs in these photographs were held up as the smoking gun there there are presences here there is negative energy and if
1: you look they're all dark orbs
0: yes which are the bad kind <laughs> the of bad
1: orbs the bad kind of orbs um uh,
0: also that uh when they were exploring these disused blocked off ballrooms that haven't had people in them for for years and years there was a 15 degree temperature shift yeah, they yeah, they're the- saving on power. That doesn't mean ghosts. <laughs>
1: <laughs> it it was a uh, it was it was interesting. One thing there are a couple things that they talked about. They de- I mean like you have to simplify when you only have so much time.
0: And you want to talk but, about eight graveyards before you yes. get to this point.
1: But there were certain like things where they're like, oh, people either believe this or this. I'm like, yeah, but there's also like five more things that have been like thought about or mm-hmm. connected that I talked about in the episode or like this thing totally disproved those things. My my
0: favorite was Resurrection Mary. Resurrection Mary is apparently one of Chicago's most famous individual ghosts. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's a young woman that hangs out outside Resurrection Cemetery. People pick her up in their cars and then when they drive she, she disappears and they're like oh that young lady was a ghost. Yeah. There are apparently five or so uh, candidates for who the real person might be yeah. Two are the most popular Yeah, But part of the story is that The first person to pick up Resurrection Mary Tracked down her identity And went to her parents' home yeah. If this is true, there's only one Candidate for Resurrection Mary <laughs> How many dead daughters Does this couple have that there are Two to five possible Resurrection Marys
1: <laughs> Yeah,
0: yeah, yeah. That, I'm sorry I'm sorry <laughs>
1: I, mean, I feel like we always go to these history and ghost ones and, like, I think I'm always hoping I'll learn something new that I didn't know or some, like, fact that mm-hmm. I didn't. But I find that they're always less than what I already know. Yeah. And it's disappointing. <laughs> Not to say I know everything or anything like that, but it's just right. the fact, like, I mean, it's th- just such a quick... Like here's some information. Okay, we're gonna move on. Here's right. some information. Let's move. I'm like, but there's more. They're,
0: they're presenting the the broadest 101. We don't know who we're getting or what they know, so let's cover our bases. Yeah. And I get that, but I guess that's just not us. Yeah. We're, we're looking for the the 300 level Chicago Ghost panel. I guess. Yeah. But after that ended, we rushed next door to catch the end of uh, a a podcast production panel uh, with Travis McElroy uh symphony saunders theresa mcelroy and the three magic tavern guys yeah and we caught some of their q a and when we came in they were saying some things that are very gratifying and and i think speak to what we make mm-hmm. when they were speaking about you know bringing Uh, Enthusiasm and genuine positivity into the space. Yeah, and if that's not sex archie, I don't know what is (laughs) Right. Yeah, and and even the way we talk about history I feel like yeah, thank you for saying we're on the right track even though you don't know me I feel like that applies to us and I appreciate that. I I feel better. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah uh, and, and after that ended, they, you know, they took a few other questions and I, I went up and we got a picture with Travis. Yeah. And that was very nice. Was we very spoke nice. to him for about nice. five seconds because yeah. a line had formed and I want to be polite.
1: <laughs> yeah. He was very nice.
0: Mm-hmm. There was a much shorter group around the Magic Tavern guys, so I got to speak more with uh, Adil
1: Yeah, about
0: how much I enjoy his work, and, and he was very appreciative.
1: And I got to greet him as well and say, this is the first time I've ever heard of you, but good job. <laughs>
0: but you were very funny <laughs> yesterday, on Friday. Yeah, uh, yeah, yeah.
1: I've enjoyed this weekend. I have <laughs> no other things to say.
0: <laughs> but no, uh, he he was lovely. It's weird because, like, we talk about people who enjoy our stuff that we've met, but I like to give them lots of time because I have lots of time. Yeah. But when I meet, like, this Travis meeting, I recognize I don't have a lot of time. And while I would like to say, hey, I really enjoyed that live show we went to, I didn't get a chance to see so then, so I'm saying so now.
1: Yeah. It just doesn't feel like there's the time. Right, because that's being
0: rude to the eight people behind me.
1: Well, and it's that thing, too, where... I feel like you don't know what they have to go off to, and you're like, right. well, there's all these people, and it's really nice that, like, you really don't even have to stay and like talk to people or take pictures right now, but you are.
0: Right. Because um, he seems to be the most genuine, sweetest man. Yeah. <laughs> I don't um, want to take advantage of that.
1: Yeah, it's, it's, it's interesting being like on, I guess, the different sides of it, not to mm-hmm. say that we are at all, you know, Travis McElroy, like, no, no, level. No,
0: no, no. Goodness, no. Um, but he gets paid.
1: Yeah. <laughs> but, yeah.
0: Yeah. Uh, or even when I spoke to... And I'm to, sure
1: he's like, they're like, no, I have time. This is fine. Like, no one needs to talk at super speed. We're good.
0: We'll never know. Uh, but even when I spoke to Eleni Sauvigeau of Neo Scum, mm-hmm. uh, she was working at the, the Chicago costume booth. Yeah. <laughs> but I love Neo Scum. And if you have any interest in actual play shows... And some of you are feats listeners, so this applies to you.
1: Mm-hmm. You, sh- you
0: should check out Neo Scum. It's fantastic. I love it. Uh, yeah. Every two weeks, my day stops when there's a new episode. Yeah. I didn't want to take up her time because, like, she's working. She, she was... Like,
1: yeah. Like, you're in the middle of stuff. You're, I...
0: Like, somebody might want to buy this Power Rangers mask, and I don't want to be in the way of that. But I yeah. love your show. Have a good weekend. Yeah. Uh, yeah. So that's that's basically our experience.
1: Yeah. I feel like that was a really great way to end our, our weekend yeah, as well
0: that was going out on, on a high note we, we couldn't end with a uh, photo booth time but we ended with uh, a picture of a different kind yeah and, and a handshake from at <laughs> yeah uh so again that's that's c2e2 2018 we enjoyed it hope you enjoyed hearing about our perspective on what we saw and did mm-hmm. uh i hope the purchases we made we enjoy and if you liked Maybe we
1: sparked some interest
0: and uh yeah ho- hopefully you check them out as well uh our stack of books goes to show that comics aren't just spandex and punching.
1: No. Mr. Well, Miracle
0: kind of is, but it's kind of a whole lot more.
1: <laughs> well, one thing I love about C2E2 is even though there's like a lot of, not that's bad, but like there's a lot of like regular what you think of as comics. But mm-hmm. I love going and seeing stuff that like just sparks my eye because of how it looks or like, mm-hmm. like oh, I've never seen this or this is by... Someone else, or like even just looking at stuff, and then having someone be like, "Have you read that?
0: Yeah, you should yeah, read yeah. that."
1: Or you know, various things like that, where people get excited, and you get suggestions, or um, you just stumble across something that, like, "Oh, I forgot that this was being made." It's kind of mm-hmm. like what I miss about bookstores is you could just wander and find <laughs> something that, yeah, you necess- won't necessarily just stumble across on the internet.
0: When you were getting low at the, the graham cracker booth, we yeah. were trading uh, recommendations with other people yeah. just walking, shopping around. Because I
1: heard someone say to someone else, like, have you read Descender? Is it good? And they're like, no. Oh and we're God. like, oh, you need to, you read, need it. to read, you read, read it. You need to read it. Um, And that just you know led to a conversation. To, and to be
0: clear, he was saying, no, I have not read it. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> yeah, no,
1: I have not read it. And we're like, you need you to read it. You need to read it. Read it. Listen
0: to your buddy. He knows what's up.
1: Yeah. Well, I don't think that person had read it either, which oh, was why I was so like... Y'all need to listen like, to us. It's yeah. <laughs> um, but I think that's one of the reasons it's like great to go is you can like stumble mm-hmm. across stuff.
0: Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. When this goes up, it'll come with uh, an appendix of artists that we mentioned that you should check out. Mm-hmm. Things like Neo Scum that only come up in passing, but I really want people to check out. Yes. Uh, all sorts of stuff like that. And uh, your regularly scheduled Sex Archie and or History Honeys will be coming on their regularly scheduled days. Yep. Uh, so with that, I'm Grant. I'm Elena. And have a great one, guys. Yeah. yeah. Enjoy your week. <laughs> we'll see you later. <laughs> see ya. Sugar. Ah, honey, honey. You are my candy girl.
1: And
0: you got me rocking you. Break it down, it. Sugar. Ah, honey, honey. You are my candy girl And you got me rocking you Break it down, come on
1: And you got me
0: And you got me And you got me Break it down, you
1: please?